Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Warning, the Savage Nation contains adult language, adult content, psychological nudity. Listener discretion is advised. And now, the world's most exciting podcast, The Savage Nation, home of borders, language, culture, and here he is, New York Times best-selling author and National Radio Hall of Fame inductee, Michael Savage. Welcome to The Savage Nation podcast. Today's podcast is entitled Laugh at the World Over Wine and Dinner with Savage. Now, how did that happen? It's not how the podcast began. This has been a horrible week for all of us. Between the uh, Chauvin trial and then the shooting of the girl with the knife, the BLM riots, the U.S. corporations going far left to appease the BLM and Antifa gangs. Terrible news. No one could take it anymore. So I went to dinner the other night and I started to record my observations, but political and otherwise. And I realized when it was over that you might like this more than the news of the day, which you're going to get anyway. I mean, the most political amongst you are going to get your political fill, believe me, before this podcast is over. But I want to begin with my observations of the world as I go to dinner the other night and move tables only once because of the two women next to me. I couldn't take listening to them cackle. I hope you enjoy laughing at the world over wine and dinner with Michael Savage. Let's begin. Hi, this is Michael. I'm in a restaurant trying to enjoy a meal. Unfortunately, there are two women next to me, middle-aged women who've had a glass of wine and they're hysterical. So you may not be able to hear me. I don't understand it. Can't they stay home and drink Gallo or something? I wanted to say one thing before the night comes to a conclusion. I've been thinking a lot about the race wars in America that have been triggered by a number of factors, including the Democrat Party, which lives off strife and race wars. And that is this. I remember that for many years, the communist left in America, the fellow travelers, would argue that the reason communism did not work in Russia and elsewhere is because the American people, capitalism, prevented communism from working. It's the same here with affirmative action. The only reason that hires, affirmative action hires don't perform well is not because they're incompetent, not trained, not educated, not motivated, or whatever the reason is. It's not because of their inherent inability, but because people are standing in their way. Do you understand what's... It's exactly the same as the argument for communism. So I'm going to go back to my little piece of bread and my little glass of wine. Here come the masketeers marching in, all masked up. Everyone complying with the little leprechauns they are. And I will say this to you. Wine comes in at the mouth. Mm. You hear? You would have to put up with? I have to move. I know I have to move. The hysterical middle-aged women are the worst. I don't understand it. It's like hormones or whatever. Why do they get hysterical over a glass of wine? Here's what I know. I know that most people know nothing. They're idiots. Want me to talk about vaccines for a minute so they can ban me? Most vaccines take many, many years, if not decades, to develop. This was rushed. For good reason, I understand it. And most people who have been vaccinated think that they're immune. They're, they're ignorant of the history of vaccinations and vaccines. Uh, they're not protected or immune, and they don't know the middle or long-term effects. People say to me, you're a trained epidemiologist with a PhD, why aren't you vaccinated? I said, because I'm a trained epidemiologist with a PhD. And I know that most vaccinations take many years of human trials to develop. I said, I'm glad you're a guinea pig. I'll decide in about a year after enough people have been vaccinated to decide whether I want the vaccination. In the meantime, I will not take the vaccines under any circumstance. I will not be vaccinated. What's interesting is most African-Americans will not be vaccinated because they don't trust the government, rightly so. And Obama, 
you know who he is, don't you? The Kenyan. Obama is telling blacks to get vaccinated. You hear this? Can you believe this? They're telling African-Americans who have the intuitive sense of not to be vaccinated to be vaccinated. So here we are waiting for my dinner. Ordered shells, mild shells. I never get al dente. I get al softy. You like hard pasta? Good luck. Don't want to have indigestion. And you need that anti-digestive. You need drugs after you eat uncooked pasta. You don't have any idea how stupid people are. Who came up with al dente? No one eats it that way. They cook it fast in restaurants to avoid to speed you up through the restaurant. I only cook soft pasta. I know food. I know this. God has given me this day to talk to you. And I've turned more to God now because there's no answer anymore. What do I think happened in Ohio? A nightmare. A nightmare. The girl who got shot called the police. She was stabbing people, swinging a knife. The cop killed her. Terrible tragedy. So it was either killing her or letting the girl she was about to stab get killed. Who would have been blamed? The cops. They can't win. Who would be a policeman today? Tell me who would be a cop. Did you see the size and power of that girl with the knife? Do you know what the newspapers reported? Unarmed teen shot by cop. Unarmed black teen shot by white cop. They should be shot. These I, I can't say if you understand that. These media bastards are the ones stirring up and trying to cause a riot. The worst of them all, the worst of the fascists, is Anderson Cooper, the most sick bastard in the world. The Salenterates are trying to steal the truth from our eyes. The cop is called. He has three seconds to make a decision. I can't even watch it anymore. I'm getting sick from it. Do you know that? You know that I had to lay down for three hours this afternoon. I could not take looking at it. All cops should resign and let the, all, the, let the animals take over. Let them be police. The way you see what it's like, it'll be like Guadalajara. It'll be like cops having to bow down to the drug gangs in, 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 in the cartels. BLM is going to be like the cartels very soon. I have never seen anything like this. The police should take their pensions and get out while they can. Get out while they can. The National Guard is next. Watch what I'm saying to you. They've deballed the police. Now they're going to take on the National Guard and make them shoot a few. Then they're going to say the National Guard are racist. Watch. You understand this? Most people are morons. I look around the restaurant, I feel like I'm in it. Well, you know what it is. Jonathan Swift wrote about it. Feels above. I'm not leaving the country. No, no, no. Antipasti, pasta, and salata. You know, so the Italians came to America. And I'm not Italian. You know I'm Jewish. I don't like people saying I'm proud because I'm this. What, what are you proud because you're a certain race? What does that make you? Something special? It's idiotic. Do something to prove you should be proud, you moron. Well, proud because they're this, proud because of that. What, what is idiotic? Proud if you did something, not because you're born a certain way. I mean, what does that mean? Achieve something. Yeah, the sun is still out here. I, I don't like this time of year. You know that I can't even eat when the sun is out? <laughs> Someone's saying Biden wants the national police force you talked about with Obama. That's what he wants. He wants to make eliminate all local police forces, put them under the rule of the attorney general who's a psychotic from Harvard, and then you will have the federales that they have in Mexico who are the most corrupt police on earth. Retire if you're a cop, retire, retire, retire. Let the lowest classes take over the police forces, and then you'll see what happens. In fact, next you'll see BLM become police. Maybe Anderson Cooper can become an, uh, you know, part-time cop. He'll enjoy that in the uniform. He gets a gun in a club. He'll be excited by that. It's very hard to keep your head when all those around you are losing theirs and blaming it on you. So they're going to go after the National Guard next and the military. Watch. You know who's laughing? China. By the way, we used to fear Russia. You should fear China, only China. Chinese communism is now what's ruling the, the Biden uh, party. And I like to watch the people who fix old cars. 
I see them with the tattoos. I see them with the beards. I don't know where they are. They've been neutralized by the vermin in the media, the scum like Anderson Cooper. So here we are. Living well is the best revenge. Let me tell you this. I'm not going to hide it. You know, people are proud because they are a certain race. Why? What did you achieve with your race? Nothing. Do something with your race, you idiot. So what I'm going to say is this. Wine comes in at the lips. Love comes in at the eyes. That's all we shall ever know until the day we die. That was written by a great white male poet before they invented rap. They rubbed the crotch. They rubbed the crotch and swing the, the jewelry. You hear this? Judge by character, not the color of the skin. So let me summarize. I think eventually my food will come. You know what the problem with restaurants is now? They service all the outtake foods, the takeouts first. I don't care. I get to drink more of my wine. I could care less. Listen to me. <laughs> let me tell you something. I still have a sense of humor. The day I lose my humor, I'm over. God gave me a natural sense of humor. I learned to laugh at life a long time ago. I had a, a brother who was um, born hurt. I had a mother who cried to me when I was a baby. It's all in, you know, my books. I'm not here to pull you off string. I'm an immigrant son. And most of the idiot trolls who attack me, they're nothing. They're vermin. They're garbage. They're generated by computer. So, how's your doggy? Teddy's not good. Want to hear about Teddy? Raise your hand if you want to hear it. Okay, so, I'm waiting for my food. I might as well talk. Tell you what. Teddy. Teddy is 17 years old this month. He's blind. He's deaf. He still walks. He can still smell. He can still love. So, the other night we brought him over. Irene takes care of our dogs. She's taken care of him since he's a baby. God, do I have memories of that baby. I'm going to die when he... I mean, I don't want to die when he dies, but I have the burial plot ready for him next to Snowy. His half-sister who died, buried on a secret hill. So she brought him over, and we have the young dogs, the two poodles. I, I should do a video of them. I don't love them the way I loved them. I had one love in this life with a dog. First it was Snowy, I never thought I could love again. And then I loved Teddy, like I never loved an animal before. He was not from this world. He was my spirit guide. Spirit guide. And I would lay, you know, in bed at night, he'd be next to me. He never laid next to me, always was at the feet. He would never, this dog was so unique. He would go swimming out to rescue people, right? You hear the hysterical, the hags next to me? I don't think I can take it. I'm gonna have a move job. In a minute, I'm moving. So I moved. It's a little quieter here. <laughs> here comes the meal. Look what I ordered, right? But it's custom made, not on the menu. The, the shells are soft. No clams, no mussels. I don't eat. I don't slime. I do. I will eat shrimp. They're not as low as the clam and the mussel. I'm going to put oregano and garlic on it. But most importantly, I do need another glass of wine. Do you know why tonight I'm alone? So, why am I eating alone? There's two reasons. You want to hear them? I'm eating alone because I found out when I was 18 years old that eating alone is okay if your mind is active. You know, it's hard to eat alone. You know, I like the Twitter thing. I know they censor me. It's their right, it's their website, they can do what they want. What I don't understand is why when people come to restaurants, ordinary people, nobodies, not entities, as is said, they yell, they scream, they talk. It's because they're frustrated, they want to be heard. It's hard to be someone of importance in these restaurants, but what are you going to do? It's not the old days. You gotta listen to morons, no matter where you go. You gotta hear idiots. You turn the TV on, you see the lowest class. Now, your brain surgeons 
airplane pilots, nuclear physicists, generals. <laughs> Have you seen that recently with a real person? No. It's like confusing Anderson Cooper with a journalist. Michael Savage, a host like no other. So why are you listening to my podcast? You're listening to my podcast for my interpretation, my opinion of the news. And I hope to make your time worthwhile. Let me begin with a quote. He was a very famous man in American history. And he said, I'm afraid that there is a certain class of race problem solvers who don't want the patient to get well because as long as the disease holds out, they have not only an easy means of making a living, but also an easy medium through which to make themselves prominent before the public. That was Booker T. Washington. Now, I could play sound of Nancy Pelosi right now or a little later, which we will do, thanking Floyd for sacrificing his life. One of the stupidest, craziest, most insulting statements ever made. We have Biden, the race baiter, saying we can't let George Floyd's last words die with him and things of that nature. Exactly fulfilling the words of Booker T. Washington. And of course, right after the verdict, Garland, uh, the attorney general, so-called, a far left maniac, announces a probe of the Minneapolis Police Department. One day after this verdict of guilty, 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 the so-called Injustice Department under this Attorney General Merrick Garland, a far-left activist his whole life, said they're going to conduct a sweeping investigation into police in Minneapolis. Now, this is after the officer was convicted in the killing of George Floyd. As you well know, Garland wants this agitation to continue, as does Maxine Waters and the others on the illegitimate left side. What are they investigating? They're going to go back how many years? They're going to examine the use of force by police officers, force used during protests. You hear this? Now, this is after they've been burning and looting force during protests. And whether the police, this is unbelievable to me, engage in discriminatory practices. Quite objective? No, very subjective. The attorney general, so-called, will also look into the department's handling of misconduct allegations. In other words, any person who's ever been arrested can now say, I want the case reopened. And it's treatment of people with behavioral health issues. Are you listening to this one? Behavioral health issues. Last I checked, anyone who commits a crime basically has a behavioral health issue. So they're saying anyone who's been found guilty is now possibly innocent. How long will this go on? How many years back? We don't know. But that's never stopped the leftists before. The department could also bring a lawsuit against the police department, which in the past have typically ended in settlement agreements or consent decrees to force changes. This is your government under Joey Biden. It gets even worse. The so-called Minneapolis Police Department is also being investigated by the so-called Minnesota Department of Human Rights, which is right out of the KGB. And the Department of Human Rights will look into the department's policies and practices over the last 10 years to see if it engaged in systemic discriminatory practices. I don't believe what I'm reading, and you shouldn't either. But this is exactly, exactly what Booker T. Washington meant when he said, I'm afraid there's a certain class of race problem solvers who don't want the patient to get well. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense to you now? Biden said we can't let George Floyd's last words die with him. We have to keep hearing those words. Keep hearing those words. We must not turn away. In other words, don't let it go. Don't move on. Don't move on. Just continuously look at this case. My friends, this is going to get much, much worse before it gets better. And while I was speaking about this case, which will not be the entire podcast, by the way, you all know by now that Chauvin is likely to appeal, claiming the trial was tainted by uh, the media coverage, tainted by the outside agitator Maxine Waters crossing state lines to stir up a riot. By the way, while I'm mentioning the criminal Maxine Waters, there is actually a federal law against what she did. Waters is known for her big mouth and her crowd agitation. There's a U.S. code, 18 U.S. code, number 2101 regarding riots, which says whoever travels in interstate or foreign commerce or uses any facility of interstate or foreign commerce 
including, but not limited to, the mail, telegraph, telephone, radio, television, with intent to incite a riot or organize, promote, encourage, participate in, or carry on a riot. And I could read others, but we'll play Maxine Waters where she says, continue the riots, basically, in other words. She broke federal law. The problem is the very same far-left attorney general who was investigating the police department again refused to investigate Maxine Waters because a criminal gang has taken over the country. There were no other words for it. So, my friends, this is not over. It's not over at all. It's going to go on and on and on. By the way, two weeks before the trial testimony began, Minneapolis agreed to pay $27 million to settle a civil lawsuit brought by Floyd's family. That's not enough. The cop going away for life, not enough. Other cops being tried, not enough. What do they want to do? They want to turn Minneapolis into Beirut, or worse yet, something in Iraq. But you know, this appeal will go on because the judge himself, the judge himself said that there was grounds for appeal. Judge himself said there were grounds for appeal. And of course, Waters and Biden make sure this will drag on in appeal. Trump, by the way, never took matters to the point of intimidating a jury, as the Democratic Congresswoman Maxine Big Mouth Waters did. Of course, the jury returned the verdict, finding him guilty on all charges. But the judge said Waters' inflammatory language gave Chauvin grounds for appeal. And of course, because of her big mouth, this is not over because she doesn't want it over. Pelosi doesn't want it over. Biden doesn't want it over. Occasional Cortex doesn't want it over. You leftists don't want it over. You want constant revolution and agitation. She traveled from California, which she allegedly represents, to another sovereign state, Minnesota, to interfere in the judicial system. Her rabble-rousing conducted in violation of the curfew that the elected leftist mayor had imposed to control the rioting that followed the tragic killing of, of Dante Wright by a police officer. She wanted to incite violence, very clearly so. Of course, she won't be investigated because Pelosi piled on. She said that uh, Waters has nothing to apologize for. Biden piled on one after the other. Again, going back to the opening words that I quoted of Booker T. Washington, because as long as a disease holds out, they have not only an easy means of making a living, but also an easy medium through which to make themselves prominent before the public. That's Booker T. Washington. Look him up if you don't know who he is. I'm Michael Savage. I'll be back in a minute with more news, Savage news, that is, on the Savage Nation podcast. The Savage Nation. It's Savage On Demand. Welcome back to the Savage Nation podcast. Let's look at the other news out there. I don't think you should miss my monologue on Maxine Waters and the worldwide liberal revolution. You want to call it a liberal revolution, a Marxist revolution. I think it's important you see this in context. The column is adapted from the Michael Savage Show podcast, and it appeared on Newsmax. I'm not going to read it to you. You can read it yourself. And you can ask yourself if I'm right or wrong. There's much more to this than meets the eye. So what else is in the news? Well, the cop, Chauvin, has been put into maximum security. He's on suicide watch. There are celebrations in the streets. Biden says we can't stop here. And the Department of Justice, as I said, is probing the police department. It wasn't enough for them that he got put away and, and guilty, right? So let's move on. Let's move on from this just for a moment. Commercial airline pilots keep reporting UFOs over Canada. What is going on with these UFOs? I have no idea. I think that foreign elements have invaded America in human form to bring this country to its knees. I'm really not concerned with uh, UFOs and ETs when we have the equivalent of ETs running around in the streets of America. Do I have to spell out who they are for you? There's no peace, no justice in this country. There never will be. It seems like it's over. Meanwhile, on the border, we're being overrun by illegal aliens. You forgot that. That's another reason Biden wants to keep your mind on this case in Minneapolis and others. He doesn't want you to know that he's 
broken our borders and turned us into a third world cesspool as fast as he can. Moving these illiterate, half-diseased people to the whitest districts he could find in America. I'll say it like it is because there's no way to mince words on this. The Democrats are trying to move the illegal aliens, most of whom are illiterate in their own home language of Spanish. They can speak it. They cannot write it, most of them. They cannot read it. They're illiterate. They have no skills. And half of them are infected with COVID. And Biden's solution to America is to bring them to the districts which have largely white communities. Do you understand what racism is? Well, I hope you do. What else is in the news? BLM protesters, Black Lives Matter protesters, went into a restaurant. This is after the verdict now. And they wreaked havoc on the customers in the restaurant. This was in New York City. They screamed at diners outside of a New York City restaurant, get out of here. Stay the F out of New York. We don't want you here, they screamed at the people. We don't want your effing taqueria owned by effing white men, he screamed with the mob repeating each line. The owner, by the way, of the taqueria is listed as Daniel Nassar, who said that he created his recipes while cooking with his family. Can you believe this? Can you believe what these people are doing? He says they're employees that need their paychecks on a weekly basis to support their families. But these agitators screamed at the owners and the restaurant people after the verdict in this taqueria to throw them out of the restaurant. This sea of left-wing vermin. The verdict wasn't alone for them. Meanwhile, the so-called protesters in Black Lives Matter, and if you read their posters, you'll know who they are. I'll read one. Black liberation through socialist revolution. Do you understand what's going on in this country? It's a revolution I've been telling you for a while. Meanwhile, the so-called agitators or protesters were confused over whether they wanted the restaurant staff to close down or get more cash. After first screaming at the crowd, we don't want your effing taqueria, a loudmouth, vicious woman in the group of BLM vermins shouts, tip 30%. How can they tip 30% if they said the restaurant should close down? My friends, this is just beginning. This is not ending. A white lecturer tells students at a college she's sick of talking about Black Lives Matter and she gets fired. Would you like more news to agitate yourself or would you like me to play some jazz from you? I'll uh, read you some more news. Newsmax will go to. Biden administration offers grants to teach children the 1619 Project, whatever that is, about inherent racism central to the U.S. This is frightening. Do you understand what he's trying to do is take the black children who are not racist and turn them into diehard racists. Meanwhile, Bernie Sanders, who started all of this, that communist bastard, has redoubled his effort to push for a $700 billion plan for tuition-free college to brainwash even more idiots with more hatred. Bernie Sanders is the worst man in the history of America. The worst. There's never been a bigger traitor than this communist from Brooklyn. Meanwhile, as I said, the Biden administration plans to offer grants for U.S. history classes to teach critical race theory, which is a lie to begin with, and the 1619 Project, a New York Times series that views slavery and the consequences of slavery as the centerpiece of the American narrative. This, of course, will make certain that America never heals, never heals, that will continue to demonize white people for being born. I don't know how this ends, but it probably will end in a civil war. Because it can't end in any other way. You cannot continue to tell a race that they did not have a right to be born. You can't tell a whole race that had no slaves that they're responsible for slavery. It's not liberal hypocrisy anymore. It's a civil war that I've been trying to warn you about. And of course, that's what we're talking about here on the Savage Nation podcast. Let me give you a little bit more before I take another cup of coffee and a break on the Savage Nation. There's a lot more to be talked about. Let's go back. Let's go back to the illegal aliens. Here's Fox News now. Drug cartels employing stunning new methods to recruit American teens to help smuggle illegal immigrants over the border. Cartels send family units to the border to tie up U.S. authorities. Biden administration orders the ICE and CBP, Customs and Border Patrol, to stop using the terms illegal alien and assimilation. They don't want assimilation, you get it? Meanwhile, the Arizona governor 
has deployed the National Guard to the southern border amid migrant crisis. It's it's endless. The civil war is on. It's a low grade civil war that is on and they won't be happy until people are killing each other in the streets on mass. That's what the left. That's what Biden. The gang is doing right now. Before I take another break, let's go over to Breitbart. Great site. Love it. Here's a moron on MSNBC who says, why didn't the cop use pepper spray? That was about the African-American girl who was about to stab another girl with a knife. And the cop shot her and killed her. MSNBC Williams says, why didn't the cop use pepper spray? Uh, duh. Because the girl who was about to stab the other one had the knife in her hand was swinging it right at her head. It's shocking. Girl shot dead during stabbing attempt. A, a wild person. I've never seen anything like this. But there we are. That's the world that you live in. What's ever happened to the world I grew up in? It's disappeared. It's gone forever. I'm Michael Savage. I'm not gone forever. I'll be back in a moment with more Savage news, views, and reviews right here on the Savage Nation podcast. The Savage Nation. It's savage, uncut, unfiltered, and raw. Okay, so here we go again. Here's the fallout from the verdict. It wasn't enough that Officer Chauvin was found guilty on all counts. Now the mobs are demanding more. So here it comes. Here's a headline. Yahoo Finance, far left, Yahoo News. Derek Chauvin verdict sparks a response from corporate America. Radical changes still needed. See? I'll read you parts of the story. Much of corporate America declared solidarity with the BLM movement following the murder of George Floyd last year and vowed to address racial inequalities in their, in their own businesses. Now, let's pause right there. We know BLM is a gangster organization. We know BLM is run by criminals and gangsters by and large. We know that the head of it bought four or five houses costing over a million dollars each. But that did not stop these cowards in the major corporations from saying the following. The CEO of Minneapolis-based retailer Target said the verdict in the Chauvin case is a sign of forward progress. Said turning point for our country, solidarity and stand against racism since then, blah, blah, blah. Like outraged people everywhere, I had an overwhelming hope that today's verdict would prove, provide real accountability. Today's guilty verdict in the Chauvin trial is another sign of forward progress, said Target chairman and CEO Brian Cornell in a memo to employees obtained by Yahoo Finance. Now, we should say Target is headquartered in Minneapolis, and they are afraid of mobs burning and looting Target stores. And so, just like Al Capone, they're providing themselves protection. Not to be outdone is the far-left head of Apple, CEO Tim Cook, tweeted the following. Justice for black people would not flow into society merely from court decisions nor from fountains of political oratory. Justice for black people, said Tim Cook, cannot be achieved without radical changes in the structure of our society, end quote. Now, what does that mean? Radical changes in the structure of our society. Would that mean uh, Apple giving up some of its wealth? They've done so already. What's next? I guess they're afraid of having their stores vandalized. So they also caved into the Black Lives Matter movement. Starbucks, another you know, multinational chain, afraid of having their storefronts broken by Black Lives Matter gangsters. Wrote on Twitter that the verdict was a step forward, but the need to address the root causes of what led us to this day still remains. Again, not to out be outdone as Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg he wrote a similar thing and he goes on we're in solidarity blah 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 the business roundtable a nonprofit whose members are CEOs of major US companies wrote today's verdict confirms that George Floyd was the victim of a senseless crime well we all agree with that though the verdict is a step toward justice in this case unarmed black men and women continue to die in encounters with the police bullshit bullshit they're all innocent now. The police just go randomly shooting black people. What a bunch of crap. They went on to ensure true justice and healing. Our country needs to take steps to address as long as your racial inequality in law enforcement. Go to hell. I'm sick of this. Can you tell me anyone who would become a cop in this climate of police hatred? Of course, Chauvin was guilty. I said he was from the beginning. But 99.9% of all police are the only thing we have between us and the mobs. Former PayPal CEO David Marcus tweeted, justice has been served. Well, that was nice. Wells Fargo, of course, has storefronts and banks. So they wrote a longer one. As we move forward to work and create meaningful change, and we'll continue supporting our employees, partners, investing in our communities because it's our responsibility as a corporate citizen. So that means you're going to hire more idiots 
based on skin color, not upon qualifications. This has to stop. Mary Barra, CEO of General Motors. While the guilty verdicts of the trial seeing Joseph George Flutter step in the right direction, we must remain determined to drive meaningful, deliberate change on a broad scale. What does that mean? Microsoft CEO Brad Smith said, uh, continued cause of defeating racism and fighting discrimination, our company remains committed to the continued path ahead. Anthony Noto, CEO of fintech company, SoFi, wrote the verdict should be a call for further action. Ecolab, a water and food safety company based in Minnesota, tweeted, we will keep striving to achieve greater racial equity, wait, greater racial equity and social justice, not racial equality, but equity. That means hiring more black people, irrespective of whether or not they can do the job. Sports leagues also issued statements following the verdict, including the NBA, NHL, and NFL. You know what I think of them, don't you? NBA said there's much more work to be done. Redouble our efforts to advocate for meaningful change in the areas of criminal justice and policing. Are you listening to this? I'm telling you again, nobody would be a cop today. And the police are now on the fire. They can't do their job. NFL says, I can't even read what they're saying. We must continue to help move our society toward a more equal and just tomorrow. That's the NFL. What does that mean? What kind of gibberish is this liberal claptrap? National Hockey League, Major League Soccer, on and on it goes. Dozens of companies and their executives pledge to make certain that more people uh, of color will be hired, irrespective of their qualifications. And, by the way, more white people will be pushed aside. And more money will be given to the gangster group Black Lives Matter Foundation. I rest my case. The country is melting down. And, by the way, the other day, I told you on this podcast that this is all part of a worldwide communist Marxist revolution. You call it liberalism and justice. I see it for the bigger picture that it is. Another article popped up earlier that should have your hair standing up. It turns out that the U.S. Postal Service is actually monitoring conservative groups in the United States of America. Now, how in the world can they be doing a thing like that? The U.S. Postal Service running covert operation to monitor social posts not of BLM, not of Antifa, but of anyone on the conservative side, they're being surveyed by the U.S. Postal Service in an organization within it called ICOP, or Internet Covert Operations Program, never before been made public. And so the U.S. Postal Service, in addition to not delivering mail on time, in addition to having no reason to exist, by and large, except to deliver welfare checks and Social Security checks, they have their detectives trolling through social media sites to look for the document describes as inflammatory postings, unquote, and then sharing that information across government agencies. So what is an inflammatory posting? Anything they declare to be inflammatory. And thus far, it's only been groups that are on the right. Now, this is interesting because even the left wing groups are getting worried about this. They were not so worried when Proud Boy members were being looked at by the U.S. Postal Service. But how about now that the government's monitoring of American social media is now possibly going to turn on to other protesters and those engaged in protected First Amendment activities? So now all of a sudden, left-wing civil liberties experts are alarmed at the post office's surveillance program. It's a mystery, said University of Chicago law professor Jeffrey Stone who Obama appointed to review the NSA's bulk data collection in the wake of the Edward Snowden leaks. Even he said, I don't understand why the government would go to the Postal Service for examining the Internet for security issues. He doesn't. This is how it begins. When they came for the conservatives, you didn't raise your voice because you weren't a conservative. But when they came for the liberals and the communists and the Marxists, suddenly you're raising your voice because you are them. Rachel Levinson Waldman, Deputy Director of the Brennan Center for Justice's Liberty and National Security Program. Now, Brennan Center is an extreme far-left group. So Rachel Levinson Waldman said, even she said, this seems a little bizarre, Miss Lefter said. Based on the very minimal information that's available online, it appears that ICOP is meant to root out misuse of the postal system by online actors, which doesn't seem to encompass what's going on here. It's not at all clear why their mandate would include monitoring of social media that's unrelated to use of the postal system. So now all of a sudden, the left is getting worried. Levinson Waldman went on and said, if the individuals they're monitoring are carrying out or planning criminal activity, that should be the purview of the FBI, she said. 
If they're simply engaging in lawfully protected speech, even if it's odious or objectionable, then monitoring them on that basis raises serious constitutional concerns. So now the left is up in arms over the Postal Service looking at our social media posts, right? So Yahoo News is getting worried. Internet Covert Operations Program in the U.S. Postal Service is now become sort of the equivalent of the KGB inside the Postal Service. Do you like it? Do you see the unintended consequences of your hatred for people on the right? This is how it begins, but it's not how it ends. I'm going to take a break because things are getting much worse than you could imagine, faster than a speeding bullet. I'm Michael Savage. I'll be right back. Home of Borders. Language. Culture. The Savage Nation. Just as we're getting over the verdict of the Chauvin case, another case appears in Columbus, Ohio, after an officer is called because a girl is out of control with a knife, threatening her friends. By the way, they're all black. She's about to stab another girl, and all of a sudden, bingo, in southeast Columbus, Ohio, the girl is shot dead by the cop before she can kill her friend or her roommate in this foster home with a knife. That's bad enough, right? Well, here are the headlines that were run by the left-wing press that wants racial hatred and a race war in the country. Now, remember... Please remember, the girl who was shot had a knife in her hand. The video clearly shows it. She was about to stab this girl, probably kill her. She was big and strong. Here's the headline from NPR. Columbus police shoot and kill black teenage girl. Are you listening to this? Columbus police shoot and kill black teenage girl. Here's the New York Times. Teenage girl is fatally shot by police in Columbus, officials say. Here is from the Columbus Dispatch. Makia Bryant, Columbus police release body camera footage and shooting of 16-year-old. Do you see the narrative? White policeman out hunting to kill blacks finds an innocent 16-year-old black girl minding her own business and kills her in cold blood. Already, the race hustler lawyer, Benjamin Crum, is out there spreading the phony narrative about an unarmed teen. Are you listening? Now, the truth of this story is shocking. The Columbus police were responding to a 9-11 call about someone with a knife in a foster care group home, foster child group home. The cops arrived. They find a fighting melee going on. They screamed to stop at the participants, and then they shot one of the teenage girls who was about to stab another with a knife in her hand. She ignored the cops' orders, carried on, and she was about to stab her. The 16-year-old, sadly, died. She was a resident of the Forster home. She was given swift medical treatment, rushed to the hospital and died. Split second decision, cop called in. What would have happened if a social worker had been called in to see this girl swinging a knife at her friends? What is the cop supposed to do? All the Associated Press could do was say that the assailant who died, quote, appeared to have a knife. Appeared to have a knife. Fake media narrative, fanning the flames, blaming the cop, making the cop into a predatory white man, making the girl into an innocent victim. This is the story. This is the world we are living in. This is how the world has devolved. Sadly, this is America today. I'm Michael Savage. I'll be back in a moment. Spans of the spoken word. Welcome. This is a podcast. Greetings, pod recipients. You are entering the Savage Nation. Read the book. See the movie. We've been talking about how Big Mouth Maxine Waters went and crossed state lines in order to incite a riot. Of course, she's not going to be prosecuted. Let me play the clip to remind everyone what Big Mouth Maxine Waters said. And this would not be the first time. Listen. We have got to not only stay in the street, but we have got to fight for justice. But I am very hopeful and I hope 
to say guilty, guilty, guilty. And if we don't, we got, we cannot go away. We got to stay on the street, uh, and we've got to get more active. We've got to get more confrontational. We've got to make sure that they they know that we need business. Even the judge at the trial, Judge Cahill, spoke out about how wrong Maxine Waters was and how she actually opened the door for an appeal. Everyone's talking about this. Listen to this. Congresswoman Waters may have given you something on appeal that may result in this whole trial being overturned. A congresswoman's opinion really doesn't matter a whole lot. I wish elected officials would stop talking about this case, especially in a manner that is disrespectful to the rule of law. Here is the judge reading the jury's verdict of guilty on all three counts against Officer Chauvin. Court file number 27, CR 20-12646. We, the jury, in the above entitled matter as to count one, unintentional second-degree murder while committing a felony, find the defendant guilty. This verdict agreed to this 20th day of April 2021 at 1.44 p.m. Signed, juror four-person, juror number 19. Same caption, verdict count two. We, the jury, in the above entitled matter as to count two, third degree murder, perpetrating an eminently dangerous act, find the defendant guilty. This verdict agreed to this 20th day of April, 2021, at 1.45 p.m. Signed by jury four-person, juror number 19. Same caption, verdict count three. We, the jury, in the above entitled matter as to count three, second degree manslaughter, culpable negligence, creating an unreasonable risk, find the defendant guilty. This verdict agreed to this 20th day of April, 2021, at 1.45 p.m. Jury four-person, 019. Now, just to make sure there were no questions afterwards, the judge polled the jury to ensure that the correct verdict had been given. Let's listen. Members of the jury, I'm now going to ask you individually if these are your true and correct verdicts. Please respond yes or no. Juror number two, are these your true and correct verdicts? Yes. Juror number nine, are these your true and correct verdicts? Yes. Juror number 19, are these your true and correct verdicts? Yes. Juror number 27, are these your true and correct verdicts? Yes. Juror number 44, are these your true and correct verdicts? Yes. Juror number 52, are these your true and correct verdicts? Yes. Juror number 55, are these your true and correct verdicts? Yes. Juror number 79, are these your true and correct verdicts? Yes. Juror number 85, are these your true and correct verdicts? Yes. Juror number 89, is this your, are these your true and correct verdicts? Yes. Juror number 91, are these your true and correct verdicts? Yes. Juror number 92, are these your true and correct verdicts? Yes. Are these your verdicts? So say you one, so say you all. Yes. yes. Members of the jury, I find that uh, the verdicts as read reflect the will of the jury and will be filed accordingly. I have to thank you on behalf of the people of the state of Minnesota for not only jury service, but heavy duty jury service. Not to be outdone by Maxine Waters, Mad Max, Nancy Pelosi and other agitators showed the world how crazy she actually is by thanking George Floyd for giving his life. Even the left attacked her for this one. Thank you, George Floyd, for sacrificing your life for justice, for being there to call out to your mom. How, how heartbreaking was that? Call out for your mom. I can't breathe. But because of you and because of thousands, millions of people around the world who came out for justice, your name will always be synonymous with justice. And now we have to make sure justice prevails in the sentencing. But that's, you know, that's, that's its own procedure. Now, of course, we knew Kamala Harris could not pass up this opportunity to mention systemic racism. Here she is whining away about systemic racism. The president and I will continue to urge the Senate to pass this legislation, not as a panacea for every problem, but as a start. This work is long overdue. America has a long history of systemic racism. Black Americans and black men in particular have been treated throughout the course of our history as less than human. And not to be outdone, here is the president of the United States, Biden, making sure to not let a good crisis go to waste 
by saying we cannot let Floyd's words die with him. There can never be any safe harbor for hate in America. I've said it many times. The battle for soul of this nation has been a constant push and pull for more than 240 years. A tug of war between the American ideal that we're all created equal and the harsh reality that racism has long torn us apart. At our best, the American ideal wins out. So we can't leave this moment or look away thinking our work is done. We have to look at it. We have to we've looked as, as we did for those nine minutes and 29 seconds. We have to listen. I can't breathe. I can't breathe. Those are George Floyd's last words. We can't let those words die with him. We have to keep hearing those words. We must not turn away. We can't turn away. We have a chance to begin to change the trajectory in this country. It's my hope and prayer that we live up to the legacy. And here again is President Biden fanning the flames of civil unrest and continuing the lie about systemic racism in this beautiful nation of ours. How much longer can we take this? Let's listen. It was a murder in the full light of day, and it ripped the blinders off for the whole world to see the systemic racism the vice president just referred to. There's systemic racism that's a stain on our nation's soul. The knee on the neck of justice for black Americans. Profound fear and trauma. The pain, the exhaustion that black and brown Americans experience every single day. Well, in conclusion today, it's a very sad time in America and the world. I want you to consider something. Mankind has walked on the moon, but in many places in America and in the world, he cannot stroll in the streets of his own planet without fear. We can furnish a home with many kinds of modern conveniences, but we cannot stop the tide of broken families. We have the information age, but we cannot teach people how to live together peacefully. Hugh Thomas, a professor of history, once wrote, the spread of knowledge and education has taught mankind little in the way of self-control and less in the art of living with other men. I'm Michael Savage. Thank you for listening. Well, thank you very much for listening to today's podcast. I hope you've enjoyed and learned something from it. And I want to remind you of something that I think is important for you to know. We have over 280 Savage Nation podcast episodes available to you absolutely free. I'll say that again. You can go back into this vast library of over 280 episodes and listen to any one of them or several of them at your leisure. So you never have to be without the Savage Nation. Thank you very much for listening.